Hello, my name is Hansen Kang and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Sub-Saharan Africa has come a long way. Ten years ago, it was labelled the hopeless continent by one leading global publication. But today, Africa is considered by many as a rising power. In the past decade, six out of ten of the fastest-growing economies have been African. This growth has been driven by a newfound political stability, which fosters higher investments and trade. Earlier, I spoke to Thierry Tano, formerly of the World Bank's International Finance Corporation, which finances and advises on private sector ventures in developing countries. He shared his views on the prospects for Africa's future. And I began by asking him whether Africa had finally broken the cycle of poverty and underdevelopment. I think it has broken a cycle, for sure. Away from poverty, I'm not sure. I think there's quite a lot to be done, but it has definitely broken a cycle by which we've been able to see constant growth, constant growth over the past years uh, in in sub-Saharan Africa. Better macroeconomic management, generally speaking, better governance and uh, less uh, conflict and uh, you know with all this uh, this package one could uh, could see the trend is is coming into the right direction you have also uh, seen with the um, evolution of technology uh, we're starting to see much more natural resourcing being discovered in sub-saharan africa putting this continent really at the center of uh, interest in from a lot of uh, other continent or countries, and, and therefore Africa is becoming more and more the flavor of the day. So is this real <coughs> historical change? Are you confident that this is a forward trajectory? I would think that Africa, with the current world crisis, is an opportunity if it shows good governance and transparency to attract foreign direct investment, which will be required if this continent is to grow faster. I see what's happening as an opportunity that needs to be seized by the people from from Africa and listened to by leaders in Africa. You've been working for the last two decades at the IFC, the International Finance Corporation, which is a part of the World Bank, working with the private sector to attract uh, finance investment. Do you see private investment as the key for African development? Well, I, I think... Not the key, but I think one that cannot be done without. I don't think Africa will be able to grow without a very strong private sector, and let me tell you why. Number one, I, I think as opposed to you know the, the area post-independence, the current government do not have the financial resources, I think, to face the demand of a growing population and a young population in sub-Saharan Africa, and therefore uh, more resources would be needed, and this would only come from the private sector. The second aspect is I do believe that I think that a strong private sector and a strong civil society is also a good way, I think, to balance political power in most of, uh, of, of, uh, of countries, and that would also ensure much better governance overall. And, uh, you know, balance of power is also a good recipe, I think, for better democracy. So therefore, for these two reasons, I don't think that, you know, Africa could deal without the private sector. It's difficult when you're looking at Africa to know where to start. Do you start with education, infrastructure, governance? If you had to reel off, um, say, three priorities for Africa, which three priorities would they be? So my, my number one priority would be infrastructure. And within infrastructure, power, and then road network, especially road network to connect market among the, themselves. 
then I would definitely, definitely go for uh, health and education. In educations, I think I would really work in better adapting the educations to the needs of the continent. Yes, we need PhDs, yes, we need people with very high degree, but also we need people that are able to repair cars. We need uh, people that are able, I think, to tailor shirts. And so, you know, we, we need to be able to start to build the small and medium enterprises. We need entrepreneurs that are going to be able, I think, to, uh, to fulfill the need of first the local population and then the regional populations. And therefore, I think we need to have an education that is going to provide us with the people that have these technical skills. And so it's not everybody would have to go to university or, or get uh, you know, a bachelor degree, but there's also much more technical profession that I think would, are required and are missing. You know, today, if you have a car, in, in, even in my country, to find a, a good repair shop, it's not that easy. Uh, and you sometimes have only, the only option you have is to go back to the, the dealership. If you look in other countries, you have, you have, you know, you have repair shops, and that is something that we need to happen. So I, I think infrastructure, health, and education. Health, because I don't think that you can have a, a growing populations and being able, I think, to sustain the, uh, the economy if you, don't, if you don't have a healthy population. And that was Thierry Tano, formerly of the World Bank's International Finance Corporation. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more on www.imf.org forward slash podcasts. <laughs>